Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Work that ball. Live from Nakamegado, Japan, this is Magic on the Blacktop, the only NBA podcast where two best friends open a pack of 99-2000 Fleer Ultra NBA trading cards and draft a fantasy basketball team. My name is Peter, and with me, as always, is Ian. No nicknames. It's not about you, Ian. It's not about me. It's about the Sheriff Ward Classic this week. Absolutely is. But we're going to save it for the end of the show. Okay, well, so much but for still, that. <laughs> but still, no nicknames because it's all come down to this. It has indeed. And I would just say, like to take this moment now. If you're listening, if you're a first-time listener, go away. We don't want you. No, we don't. Well, you can come back later. Mm, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, go back, listen to probably Season 2, Episode 1, maybe. Season 2, Episode one's a great starting point. And uh, because this week's show is for the people who have been taking part mainly for the last 10 weeks in the Discord server in the Cheryl Fall Classic, like I said, we're going to review some teams and we're going to tie up some loose ends before right. we get into the video game simulations. Right. And also, of course, we are going to be going over our matchup, mm-hmm. which in if you're not in the Discord, that's totally fine. If you're just listening every week and you're downloading this, you're like, I love these guys. Well, don't worry. We've got you covered. We're going to go over our matchup, the blockers versus the jammers. We're going to go in-depth. We're going to discuss it and we're who's going to get the bragging rights. Well, we don't know yet. And after that, we will dive into the 25 lost souls who joined us on this journey. I've had an in-depth look at all the players that were drafted and I've brought in their Dreamcast scores. Guess what? What? One team stands alone on paper as the best team. Well, that doesn't surprise me because they had the benefit of being able to uh, jump between our packs. But I thought, I thought because I don't know, I thought there would be maybe a few teams tied on the same overall score, things like that. But no, one one man stands alone, and I was shocked to be honest with you. Is it you? Uh, no, no, okay, close, yeah, no, but, no, it's not you. So uh, I'm not. Sh- nothing will surprise me. Nothing will surprise me anymore. What if it was a juggalos? I would be stunned. I would shut it down and go home. <laughs> it's not the juggalos. It's impossible. <laughs> we will look into each of the Sheriff Ford matchups. We will look at who has on paper the better teams and who Pete and I think are going to win each round, basically. A little prediction there. Can't maybe. wait. Yep. But before that, I have a few things to tie up. Firstly, I learned something in the week, and this is something you had a Patrick Ewing story for me recently, and you said you wanted to tell me for eight. No, sorry, David Robinson's story about when he scored 70 points, and you kept forgetting to tell me each week. Yep. I got one for you. Oh, bring it. Did you know that on the 30th of September, 1995 at the Taj Mahal Casino I don't know where that is I presume not India it's in in Vegas (laughs) okay that Shaquille O'Neal and Hakeem Olajuwon was scheduled to have a one-on-one for a million dollars what and you can still buy merchandise on eBay for it you can buy like uh, posters and what else did I see on there there was like uh, oh cups like plastic you know like you can get always like Burger King like plastic cups it was all sponsored by Taco Bell Spike Lee directed the commercials there's commercials? And it was all scheduled to happen. And then the day before, Hakeem Olajuwon hurt his back and it all got cancelled. No, he ducked him. Well, this is the thing. Shaq was quoted on it. And I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but Shaq said, hey, this is the dream we're talking about. Put some respect on that name. He is not scared of me. He would not have done it. If this was Christian Leitner, I would have called him he out on that? it. <laughs> yeah, if this is Christian Leitner, I'd call him out on it. This is the dream. Why don't you put but some no, respect on his name? But no, he, you know, at that time... Shaq and Hakeem this was a young Shaq he was at the Magic still and Hakeem was winning titles so I don't think for a second you know he's, he's still kind of 36 years old at that point I think Hakeem Olajuwon so yeah, it's probably so who you got uh, ooh, I don't know the a young Shaq or the dream Shaq in his prime the dream Shaq I'd have in loved his prime to, right? I'd have loved to have seen, I don't like one on one basketball really but I'd have loved to have seen that it's a million dollar matchup if yeah. I ever heard one but yeah how cool is that Hakeem and Shaq nearly had a one on one I would do anything. I would pay anything to see that. Now, the closest we can get, I guess, is that your dream versus my diesel is happening in our matchup again. It is indeed. Should we try and get some merch before the oh, matchup? Oh, can we please? Now we know. Does the Dreamcast have one-on-one? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure, but I can I can dust off the, the PlayStation one again. And do you have a million dollars to invest? <laughs> <laughs> I do have stock in GME. Okay. By this time next week, I may have a million dollars. Now, do you? Can you pony up the bucks? Uh, yeah. Shall we go straight into the... It's a good idea because I didn't learn anything. It's the weekly discussion time. Okay. Weekly discussion time. It's... Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, simple one this week, yeah? Oh, it's the best one this week. For your matchup, week one of the Cheryl Fall, we're talking to you people in the Cheryl Fall Classic in the Discord server. 
why are you going to beat your first round matchup? What's good about your team? Let us know. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to open this up. If you have to trash talk on someone else's team, do it. Go ahead. If, you, if you're listening right now and you don't even have a team and you want it in the Discord, you go ahead. Come in there and say, man, the agitators, they suck. And I hate the Hachi Joji Snow Dogs. Is that Hachi Oji? Hachi? Hachi Joji? You embarrass yourself. Joji yeah, loves Hachi. That's the one. <laughs> okay, so I got closer. <laughs> but, but I'm saying as a per- person who doesn't know these teams, they can come in and smack talk too. Yeah. Who wants a smack talk? A smack talk thread for the round one of the Shell Full Classic. That's the one. Feel free to insult the Kansas blockers. That's nothing new there. Yeah. So you can uh, actually try something different. The Stocktonless. Yep. The entire league is Stocktonless. That still you makes me sad. You didn't draft in this year, not me. I didn't, and I've got a list of some of the. We'll get to it later, but I've got a list of the best players who weren't drafted. The biggest snubs. The biggest snubs. There's a couple of nineties in there. What? But we'll get to that. One other thing, Pete. Yeah. Uh, our lawyers have been in touch with each other. They've discussed contract negotiations, and we might. Well, we'll be doing a season three by the look of it. I can't believe it. We, we uh, haven't been sued by the FCC. <laughs> this is a quick message to, to everyone listening. Um, we've had a really great time doing this season. And honestly, uh, you know, our friends and Leon, Leon <laughs> from uh, taking part in the Discord, taking part in the Cheryl Fall Classic has really, that alone has been such a improvement on season one for me. You know, for me, it's it's the same show. We're still doing the same thing. But knowing that people are picking their own teams as well, it's been really great. So I want to thank you all for that. Once the Cheryl Four Classic has played out, season three shall start. We're thinking of doing, we're not 100% yet, but 2004, 2005 kind of cards. So it's a little bit on from this one. What we'd like to say now is, if you would like to take part, mm-hmm. we want to get an idea of how many teams ideally we'd like to reach as many people as possible and get as many people with registered teams um you know i'm happy to make logos for however many people want to join unless it's like four thousand (laughs) brilliant i'll do it i'll tell you (laughs) um there's going to be by the time this episode goes out in the discord server there is going to be a thread and all we want you to do is just post in there in if you want to be part of it or if you don't want to be just just no harm no foul absolutely no we we appreciate that a fair few of these people are our friends that we roped into taking part in this. So, a, so um, absolutely no pressure whatsoever. If it, you know, if you just don't have the time to listen each week, if this was becoming a bit of a strain to try and make the time to listen, then absolutely no worries. Thank you very much for listening this season. However, also for the people listening, if you have friends who you think would enjoy this, the exact same format we're going to do again in season three, please get them on board. It'll be great. We, I mean, ideally, we'd like each season we do to go up with the listenership if it goes down we're doing something very wrong so that'd be um, ideal i mean it's probably not gonna start for another month oh it's a ways away at least yeah it's fair it's it's actually quite a bit yeah a month couple of months mm-hmm. but if you've got friends please invite them to the discord server you can copy the link on magic on and send them that and just get people posting in that thread to say they want to be part of it closer to the actual season starting i'll post a thread where you can choose your team name if you want to keep the same one logos and all that stuff again but i mean i mean i'd love to have if everyone who's really into it could bring one or two people along i mean that would immediately give us like 60 teams and that's insane i know that that would be amazing and that'd be so i don't know i would just love the idea that more people are talking about old basketball and just having a bit of a laugh enjoying it absolutely and it's been it has been so much fun like you already said countless times and for those of you who did participate this year and you're on the fence about joining i can tell you right now ian there's only going to be one winner of the cheryl ford classic you're going to have 24 losers who are going to be hungry who are going to be pissed that they lost and they want revenge redemption that's what I'm looking for. Not revenge. Redemption. Keep it positive. But um, now that you know that there's another season coming, you too can defend your title. Or if you got close to the final four, you got bounced in the first, bring it back. Run it again. Make some better GM moves. Heard Let's get on with the show. Okay. 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 The moment everyone's been waiting for. Ah, yes. The mystery player? It's the mystery player. Ooh, I, I, presume, I presume you've got it? Oh, I've got it right here in my head. Okay, you're going to... Am I going to guess it? No, no, no. Okay. I, I recused myself because I found it out on week three just because I'm so smart at it. But I thought it'd be better if we let the others take this, the limelight for once. That's very big of you. You know, if I was a far less trustworthy person, I would just presume you didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. But I know that's uh, not something, not the kind of thing that Petty Pete would pull. So, yeah, we had uh, quite a few answers. Several names came up. However, only one is correct. Do you want to go over the, all of the clues that you gave just was one last time? Or is it whatever? It's it's done. I would if I could remember them. Okay. I, can I go over what I remember? <laughs> okay. Won two gold medals. Yep. Was the highest score for his college team. Yep. Wore at least two numbers. Yep. Was on at least four teams. Yep. Was in a movie. Yep. 
has an action figure. Well done. Was in a music video. Was in a music video. And is his university's all-time top scorer. I said that one. Oops. But I think <laughs> that's about it, right? Yeah, that's, that's the ones. I did pretty good. Again, you're not uh, going to... I know, gonna, I already know who it is. You're not going to tell us who it is. Okay. No, no, no. I'm... Only one man filled every single one of those eight rules. And that man was... Calbert Chaney. Of course. Calbert Chaney. What movie was he in, Pete? Blue chips. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I'm gonna. Guess. I got some clips of that. Actually, I'm gonna post in the Discord. Two people got it right. So congratulations goes to. Wow. Leon, of course. Of course, the organic man. We knew he's gonna get. It. And uh, Darren Wong. No, he cheated. He cheated. How many times did you let him guess? I, I told. I was very clear on this. People had to say my final guess is this. And they got it. And they got it. Congratulations. I'm shocked. I mean, I'm not going to suggest that Google wasn't involved, but that's not cheating, right? We, we couldn't expect people to know this off the top of their head. Mm, okay, sure. I'm talking about Darren. <laughs> Leon, yeah. Leon, Leon, my well <laughs> Leon, I this. think, got it. Yeah, <laughs> Darren probably. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I will be sending you guys two t-shirts with your team's logos on it. Arriving in your post office box in a matter of weeks. Um, uh, months. Yeah. Years. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the names that came up, uh, I'm not going to say who guessed these, but I can tell you the names that came up. So all these players filled some of the criteria, but not every single one. Chris Mullin was very close. Gary Payton, Patrick Ewing, Sharif Abdulrahim, and Alan Houston all fulfilled some of the criteria, but not all of them. All right, well, congratulations to Darren and Leon. You guys are well-deserving. You went through some pretty obscure players to reach that. And good shouts for all the other players who were guests who were not quite close. Well done to Leon and Darren. And me. And I, yeah. And I had to choose a player who's not. I wanted this to be a balance of some people getting it, some people not getting mm. it. Over eight weeks, it could still be a bit, you know, ambiguous. And it's not like a household name. If I couldn't give, I couldn't do this with like a household name. So the, too, the so. question I have, because yeah. uh, when I, I'm glad I got it right, but when, what two gold medals was he wasn't on any of the dream team and stuff? His two gold medals were in 1990 in Montevideo for the under, FIBA America's under 18 championship and for the summer university challenge in Sheffield no but he was so Calvert Chaney was an amazing NCAA player he like, he was a decent rookie in the NBA as well but then his career never went the way you'd expect it to go his university career was great at Indiana Bob Knight top all-time wow. scorer for Bob Knight and, and they were a force they were an absolute force and in blue chips you know um, it's all about Nick Nolte building the best yeah and he's got Shaq and Penny Hardaway in it and their big game, the big final, where I don't know if you remember, where Penny throws an, a slow motion alley oop to Shaq, and he comes off a, he rolls off a screen and dunks it, and it's the worst court invasion ever filmed. That was against Indiana in the thing, and Calvert Chaney is obviously their best player in that. And apparently, that scene was very difficult to film because obviously the Blue Chips team, I think what they call it, Western University, I think it's like a made up university, had really good players. They had Penny Hardaway, they had Shaq, and it was actual a real game. They were scrimmaging to get the footage and Bob Knight did not want to lose so there were the scenes where you know they have to let them score like to, for the highlights Bob Knight like, he didn't want to lose so they were saying they had a really tough time filming that scene wow Calbert Chaney so Calbert Chaney I'll post pictures of his action figures one is pretty good one is absolutely dreadful it looks like a dog toy wow. <laughs> but yeah played for the washington bullets slash wizards played for the celtics played for the nuggets played for the jazz played for the golden state warriors he wore number 40 and briefly 29 i'm assuming none of my friends made an educated guess those lazy bums no <laughs> <laughs> well you know the juggalos are busy they have a lot of juggalos things to do all right so so the big matchup everyone's waiting for the best of seven series between the Essex Jammers and the Kansas Blockers. Should we just say the date now? We're going to do it. Yep. We're going to stream it on Twitch mm -hmm. and it's going to be on the weekend of the 13th and the 14th of February. So we will have on Valentine's Day. No. Oh, does your wife know about this? She's fine. I'm coming over on Valentine's Day. She's fine. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> that's a, that's a, in this country, this is a holiday for me. And what do I love more than hanging out with you? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> How can she argue with that? Fair enough. I think I'm going to have divorce papers. Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. Um, but we're going to be on Twitch. We're going to do it like we did last year. We're going to stream them from about 11 a.m., I guess, probably 12 lunchtime. We'll yeah, we'll figure it out the exact time. And be very close attention to our Instagram and Discord for the exact time on that. But it's twitch.tv slash premiere2. So like I said, that's going to be the matchup between Pete's team and my team. It's going to be a best of seven series, which we can wrap up in one weekend. The Cheryl Four Classic obviously is going to take a lot longer than that. So we're going to do that after. Um, more information on the dates for that and everything uh, a little bit later on in the show when we get to the Cheryl Four Classic. So looking at our teams. That's right. Now I'll start at the point guard position. You have Jason Kidd and Nick Van Exel matched up 
against basically Gary Payton and some other guy who doesn't want to be there, Tim Hardaway, <laughs> senior. So, but that he was a former jammer. Tim Hardaway was. So, how do you see this playing out? I presume you're going to start Nick Van Exel. Nick Van Exel is my worst player. I could have guessed that. What? He's your worst? Worse than? Worse yeah, than he's got to be in the Worse 70s. than a young Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping in this case that Jason Kidd can play the majority of minutes. I think that Jason Kidd is the best of the four yep. at this point in their career. However, overall, if, if they're subbing in and out fairly often, then your balance is better. Right. And I think that Gary Payton, it's a really cool matchup. Kidd versus Payton will be really cool to watch. Yep. It's going to be very similar to last time where we had Joey D versus Kidd, who flummoxed Jason Kidd, but that game sucked. It's going to be really fascinating. I think the edge does go to, if, like you said, if this goes into uh, subbing and Jason gets like 35 minutes a game and you have to contest with Tim Hardaway versus Nick Van Exel, that's a clear exploit. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I, I did say that Alan Iverson can play point, but at the same time, I'm, I'm probably going to need him to fill in a shooting guard the majority of the But he could walk it up, though, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I'm hoping Jason Kidd and Alan Iverson can play the majority of of all games, to be honest. I don't want him to see the bench. Stat-wise, I think it is uh, Jason Kidd was a 94 overall. I know exactly by heart, except for your crappy Nick Van Exel guy. Okay, well, I can tell you right now. Yeah, Nick Van Exel is a... 77? 78. Okay, 78. And, yeah, so I've got a 94 and a 78, and you've got a... 92 and an 89. Yeah. Look at that. So it's a good matchup. I think the point guard play will... Do you think this will factor in heavily to the outcome of the game? Yeah, who knows? Could go either way. Could go either way. So it's a draw. Yeah. Okay. Shooting guards. Who we got? Let me hear it. Alan Iverson. And who's your backup? I don't know. I'm not letting him sit down. Okay. He's playing all the minutes. Yeah. Uh, technically, Tracy McGrady. T-Mac coming in. A young T-Mac. Man, you have some weird, interesting things. Like, you're really hoping that your starters carry you. In the guards, yes. Oh, I see. Um, on my side, I have a reg- an aging Reggie Miller, who's still very good, and backing him up is a lethal Latrell Sprewell. So that's a really interesting matchup. Again, we have a... Uh, you know, a prince and a pauper versus two very good players. Yeah. You also happen to have the cover star of the game. He is a, what is he, a 97? He's the highest rated player in the game. Uh Uh-huh. And you've got a 91 in Reggie Miller. And Latrell Sprewell. I think he's about an 88. 87 in Latrell Sprewell. I'll take it. The shooting guard position is hard to fill in this game. It is. I can tell you right now who has the advantage. Okay. It's you. Okay. Well, it's AI. And like I said, at this point in his career, if we're going off the real AI, he was playing nearly 40 minutes a game if not 40 so hopefully he led the league in minutes this year yeah i hope sega kind of can can take that into consideration and And you've got the cover star are we turning injuries off in this absolutely not i don't know yet we're gonna have to decide that later okay maybe we should we'll have a poll in the discord okay uh because that is the key if he gets a sprained ankle and is out for three games i have a poll in discord a poll okay (laughs) that sounded rude <laughs> we'll just deal with that later. Um, so yeah, this is going to be really interesting. But I can tell you one thing: in what the history that? of playing video games since I was three years old, that's thirty-four years of experience. If there's a cover star on the game, and it's yeah. a sports game, you're not going to play a Sonic game, and Sonic's not the man. Exactly. <laughs> you know? You're just not going to do it. It's going to be Doctor Robotnik, like <laughs> yeah. getting the prince. I don't know. It's Sonic. Not, I don't know what I'm talking about. Knuckles' stats so. and Tails' stats are not better than Sonic. No, of course not. Interesting choice, since those games have no stats. But yes. Uh, Ryu and Ken and Street Fighter are always going to be good. You're always going to have Scorpion and Sub-Zero good in their fighting games. And you're always going to have your sports cover star legit dropping bombs and playing good defense. As was proved in Season 1. To with, great effect. With Kevin Garnett. Who did... Remember we, we... This was in the post-show where I was crying and being a baby. We mm. looked up... I found a list of the most OP cover stars. You did. I did. <laughs> and Kevin Garnett in that specific game of that version was ranked like number 9. Of the most influential like unfair cover yeah. star. Where did AI... That's I don't... I didn't expect us to go this route. So I, maybe he made the list. Maybe he didn't. So I'll be... Trust me. If I lose... If he's above uh, I am burning KG down your apartment. Okay. I'm going to throw Molotov cocktails at you endlessly. Okay, so there's the shooting guard. I think the advantage goes to you and the cover star. And I'm putting it right now. That's probably going to be my X factor. AI. Okay. He's going to have to shoot a bunch. And if he can, I think I'm going down. But if we can lock him up on defense. Well, it's a seven-game series, and it's on Dreamcast, so who knows? <laughs> well, it's better than the PlayStation that yeah. we have, yeah. All Funny, right, next knows. is the strong forward, as I call it. 
It's not strong for me, unfortunately. It's, it's a small uh, forward. Yeah, I have a young... No, what am I talking about? It's massively strong for me. Well, because of some luck, yes. I've got Kevin Garnett, the greatest small forward in which the game. I've never heard of him playing that, which is absolute bullshit. Did he actually play it? One, we got to respect the game. If the game says he's a small forward, he's a small forward. What the f- is the game doing? Why is he listed as a small forward? And two, when he he's first... eight feet tall. When he first came to the NBA, when he first went to the Timberwolves... He was played as a small forward. Did he write the there position wrong? Does he know what there that shit is? There is proof. I, I posted it in the Discord because so someone brought this up before in like week two and I was like, hey, I'm not interested. And then I got him. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and, I, and I don't have any other small <laughs> so forward. <f-ing> <laughs> so, well, uh, God bless the fact that I happened to pick up Scotty Pippen and Grant Hill, who is a two-headed monster. Yes, yeah, so you've got a 94 in Scotty Pippen, a 93 in Grant Hill. That's pretty good. I've got a 95 in KG, and I've got a... Like I said, T-Mac is probably a small forward over a shooting guard, but the reason I'm playing him at shooting guard behind AI when he's come in is because I've got Vince Carter. A young Vince Carter, but he's still better than a young Tracy McGrady. He's an 82 as opposed to an 80. I'm saying, like, I'm putting these players there. I ain't got a choice. It's whatever the Dreamcast does. I know, so yeah. Not, yeah. They might put in a point guard. They'll be like, coming in at point, yeah, we'll Shaquille see. O'Neal. I'm like, wait... Um, but but ideally, see, yeah. I it think would. I've got the advantage here for a couple of reasons. If you're pulling him out of position or technically in position, you know, he's going to have to play out of the paint a little bit more. With, I mean, you know, Pippen and, and Grant Hill are kind of slashers. They got some range on him. Hmm. They're going to draw him out, leaving Shaq Diesel to just eat up an aging Hakeem Olajuwon, presumably, where that help defense will be slower to get back. And I think on hmm. the offensive side, defensively, I mean, Pippen and Grant Hill. More so Pippen, that guy's a defensive master. An aging Scotty Pippen, however, he's still a 94. Still a so, 94, yeah, the could, golden handshake. He could do it. Um, yeah, uh, if you were setting the lineups... Well, no, we are setting the starting fives. Who are you starting, Grant Hill or Pippen? I think I'll give the start to Pippen, and I'm hoping that the game allows Grant Hill to have more minutes. Okay. It's Does a that makes sense? It makes sense. It's, it's a, well, we it can, might not play out, but... Well, we can tell after does. game one. We made some adjustments. Actually, I think you never made a single adjustment on... Uh, Season one, where I tried every single concoction I possibly could. Oh, with the starting fives? Remember, I tried all kinds of stuff. Nah, I said do its thing. <laughs> How luxurious to have that. Once again, though, you have like the best and the worst. That's the third straight time. Well, this is it. My starting five is amazing. Yes. My uh, our overall scores, I can tell you right now. Look away, because I don't want you to see the other teams. I want these to be a surprise for you. However, my overall... Uh, so I've ranked all 27 teams, including mine and yours, Pete. And you you are tied third overall for the highest score in the game. Thank you very much. Tied third with the Harajuku Jukes of Pat. Well, Pat often... Do you have the same team? I haven't checked. I hope not. I don't think you do. You I did hope. for a long time, though. Oh, damn it, Pat. That'll really <laughs> hurt your case if you really think... Uh, but I'll double check. I don't think you do have the same team. But obviously, you got the same score. Uh, you, so you ranked... Tied fourth. I'm tied fourth now. I lost. Sorry, time for okay. tied, yeah. Uh, I'm. You like tenth? Tenth. I knew it. I knew you'd be back there. However. <laughs> okay, here we go. I could be up there <laughs> if I'd have followed the system. If I didn't pick T Mac. If I'd have who let me down? T Mac. Who let me down? Vin, Nick Van Exel. If I'd have gone with Googs, uh, I'd have felt dirty. You know what? Yeah. Um, but no. So basically, you have a score of. 897. It's pretty good. Over 10 players. So it's an average of 89.7. You like that math? Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I I have 884. So, it's so a not 13, that much it's difference. It's a 13 points difference. Oh, at the, at the top is very little, very little difference. However, I say that. Is the lowest one like 840? Well, the Hollywood Killer Pilots are not included in this because they haven't picked their final player yet. That son of a... We gave this team a buy. And I know. Is how- <laughs> it's so frustrating. What do you think the range is in, in the best team to the lowest 60 team? or 70 points. It is, yeah, not far off. It goes from 906 wow. to 822. What? Total That's pretty score. bad. Well, we'll get to that. When no, we'll get to, to that. Anyway, so back to our little... But dis- did, I, did I tell you mine? Oh, yeah, 13 yeah, point yeah. difference, right, basically. Yep. Okay. So, so we're looking at what now? Power forwards? We're moving on to the power forwards, which is a kind of... This is my favorite little matchup. A lot of fun names here. Uh, well, I've got Chris Webber. Sucks. 93. I know. Best rebounder in the league. He's okay. At this point. Yeah. And I've got... He makes a good coffee. You said it yourself. Vin the Baker. 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 Uh, yep. Potentially KG, if he's not feeling a small forward. I think I have like three power forwards, unfortunately, that are doing a rotation service with center somehow. 
Uh, I've got Sharif Abdurrahim, who a lot of people are trying to put at small forward now because I guess he's listed as that at like one year. We can we can we can set the starting fives however you want. Yeah. We can't control what the Dreamcast does after that. Right. So Sharif Abdurrahim, I have Antoine Fatass Walker, and then I have Detlef. Say them again. Sharif Abdurrahim. Ninety. Yep. Antoine Fatass Walker. Eighty seven. Eighty six. And Detlef. Eighty two. Not bad. Not bad. Um, Chris Webber, who's a 93, and Vin Baker, who's an 87. Big. An all-star. He's got his own Jordan shoe. Did I tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate hearing that shit. He was on my team. All right. So that's interesting. So who do you think's got the edge there? Powerful as I think I got it. You do. I'm a huge fan of Chris Webber, just the way he played. I, Which I, version are we going with? Sacramento Kings, Chris Webber. Yeah, it's the best one. I I, th- I just thought, like, when you watch videos back of him, um, it's easy to forget how good he was. I think he's quite underrated, to be honest with you. His footwork is what always got me. He was just so good around the rim. Yeah, he's one of the one of the dominant big men of the 90s. You look at his stats for his entire career, the bullets, at the even his rookie year with the Warriors, you look at his stats, and it's, I don't know, he feels underappreciated to me. He, mm. he just, it was constantly 20 and... You know, it's just very Too bad very he just man. couldn't win the big one. He could Choke not. City. He could not. The Sac- Sacramento Kings. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, you've got the advantage there. And then this is, this is again, though, you have... No, maybe this time, technically, I have the worst. Detlef, although Detlef's really a small forward. Detlef is your worst player, right, at 82? Well, I'm it's, glad uh, I didn't take Vladimir Patapatinko. Someone did. Guess who? <laughs> the juggalos. <laughs> so the final position is going to be the one that all eyes are on because this can make or break the entire series. Yeah. It's the Dream versus Shaq, and you got the backup Ewing. Do you have another center? You don't no. have a center. Okay, so I it's see. A oh, committee. Yeah, three there. It's right. a committee. So you're hoping, rather like I'm hoping with AI, can play the majority of the series, you're hoping Shaq can do the same for you. Well, in addition to that, I'm hoping to minimize the damage when the, when he's off the court. Now, we might, like, because that's a legitimate strategy going a little bit small. Mm. You know, you guys are still going to, Ewing or the Dream are going to have to step out of the paint a little bit, which hopefully can open it up for some of my other skilled positions. But it's going to be tough on the defensive side. Like so, I said, I... Who's I, your X Factor? What's your big... Mine's AI. Or actually, I'm going to change mine. Can I change it? No. My, yes. My X Factor is your bench play. Okay. That's what it is. I think that you're really, really gambling on these guys playing a huge surplus of minutes. It is the finals. Yep. It is a seven-game series. And what the game doesn't know is that we're actually doing a best of seven. So each one-off game is kind of like an exhibition for them. For sure. The X Factor, f- uh, I think it's Shaq. I think he could be absolutely dominant, and I think he could absolutely kill my team. But depending on how he's used by the computer, when he's out of there, I think you're struggling. Mm, yep. You don't have another presence in the paint, really. So your X Factor is Shaq. Um, yeah, what an amazing matchup. So final guess, who are you taking and how many games? I'm taking the Essex Jammers. I think you've improved since season one. Wow. So I'm going to say 4-2. <laughs> Thanks. I, too, am going Essex Jammers in seven. Oh. In seven. It's going very close, though. That's... Here's why I feel like it is. I feel like I'm going to put up a... I honestly think I might go up 3-1 or 3-2 in this. Just to have my heart completely broken. But I think I'm going to go up. And I think that some shady shit's going to go down. Not like you did anything, I hope. But I think two or three games are going to be decided, like you said, by Shaq stuff. Hmm. Something's going to go wrong. Foul trouble, injury, bad game. So you think you're going to have success swiped from under your nose? You want to get so close? I'm going to get so close I can taste it's it. It's going to be a heartbreaker again? It's going to be a heartbreaker. Okay. It's going to be Essex Jammers and Seven on their home court by 11 or something like the last game we'll know like it'll be close for three quarters or maybe i'll start but then it's gonna be silenced it's done okay so my question uh who do you guys think uh, we'll have a separate channel for the actual championship matchup the seven game series who do you guys got do you pick the essex jammers do you pick the kansas blockers i want this to be my redeemed team if i win i get to choose a new logo next year Okay, that sounds good. For your team or for the... Okay, <laughs> Just my team. Okay. I just uh, don't want to be a girls volleyball team. I was, thinking, I was genuinely thinking, I, was like, I quite like the Magic on the Blacktop logo. Why are you going to mess with that? No. Um, okay. So let us know in the Discord who you think is going to win and take down the championship series. I'm excited. Okay, so that's our teams covered. Yeah. I'm really surprised you chose me to win. I thought, in- I thought your... Nope. I thought your pettiness would never allow that such words to be uttered. If, if I tell you this, if I had any sort of big man backup, anybody, like if you hadn't stolen Ewing from me, which I'm still playing under protest, 
But since I didn't, I think it's I think it's only fitting that this will be a heartbreaker in seven. <laughs> Might even go eight. What if Ewing gets the game dunk. seven winning dunk balls in Shaq's face? Well, we we'll have it all hope. live on camera. We can only hope. All right, without further ado, it's what yes. the people are waiting for. It's the Cheryl Ford Super Classic Tournament of Losers. It's time! It's time for all these heavyweight GMs to put their money where their mouth is and battle it out amongst each... Ow! That, looked really, that was really, really painful. Hurt. I yeah. punched my knee. I am wearing pants. It just made a skin sound. They can battle it out against each other on the hardwood. He's completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> I've told him to put clothes on. He doesn't listen. Uh, that's fine. I feel free. So the, the exciting thing is this. We've got a round one matchup. So we have a lot of exciting teams, a lot of exciting players. Uh-huh. And I've been crunching the numbers and I'm looking at the time that we have available. And I have an announcement to make about the streaming and about the outcomes and the results. We are going to have a video of every single game being played. Just now, a proof that we didn't just make up some scores. Exactly. But we're going to approach it in a couple of different ways. Um, we're going to do this. This is the plan, as is stated right now, is every game will be available on YouTube. Most of them will be without Ian and I's commentary due to a legitimate lack of time. Obviously, we said from early on, we can't do a 4-7 series matchup for every game in the Cheryl Four Classic. It will go on to 2025. But what we can give you is at least one full game. One 12-minute quarter game, and I think that's enough to ju- you know for let fate decide if your team makes it to the next round. But like Pete said, even that, the logistics of us meeting up a couple of times a week to go through and you know talk through these games, it's just not possible, unfortunately. So the, here's what we're going to do, though. We are excited about this part, and very much so. Absolutely. So we'll, we're going to pick a couple of matchups per round of the Cheryl Fall Classic, and we will get together for those, and we will broadcast those live on Twitch. If you're out there and your team is not chosen and you really absolutely wanted to be on twitch and watch it live contribute yeah you wanted to do the mock the the emotes you wanted to be a part of it let us know we're not completely heartless we'll try to make something work out where maybe we can get a couple extra games in or do something special for that situation right because we do want to do this for you guys but we also understand the fact that I don't know if the the you know the the Rochester Robots versus the Juggalos on a Tuesday night would be interesting to anybody but those two teams. Exactly. So it's all about choosing the matchups where I guess a both people want to watch it. That would be ideal. If both people involved the team the GMs of the teams involved are in the same time zone would be another factor. So And I think for I I do think one thing to note is that it it's been awesome but a lot of these teams did shake out quite similarly out of the 25 teams how many different players are there total uh i looked into this 52 i think we picked mm. we drafted 52 players over the course of 10 weeks which it's good but i think you're going to see a lot of the similar names yeah so if we see an interesting matchup like two titans of like you know Shaq versus dream or whoever the juggalos are playing because i want to see them once (laughs) (laughs) those kind of situations where it's really compelling we will elevate to a premiere kind of exactly showcase but like we said just to clarify our matchup is going to be going live on twitch on the 13th and 14th of january correct february yes that's the correct one <laughs> and the show for classic we're going to start putting the games out there from the monday from the, the week starting the 15th right now probably the first ones that will go on twitch will be the weekend after that because exactly. we can actually meet but during that week maybe the 15th maybe the 17th maybe the night the monday so we could post for example if there's a game that's maybe not on twitch for example i don't know the centurions versus the molly Morks, we can we'll post the score in the discord we'll post a score on our instagram and we'll post a link to the actual video in the discord as well so people can watch it so yeah let us know how you feel about that we're very receptive but try to understand that it's going to be a lot of ewings and and i and garnets i i well you know there's a lot of different teams so let's get into the cheryl ford classic teams and matchups just before we get into the matchups i've got a list ranked from highest scoring team on paper to the lowest scoring team these are the rankings of the players again they don't mean much because necessarily they don't mean much because you might have some very low ranked players who you don't expect to get much court time and that'll be hurting your overall score whereas another team might have a very balanced team so these don't read too much into these however who do you think is bottom of the of the i'm so sorry but it's got to be and i can see them gathering outside 
it's they've, quite terrifying. They've come with Fago Pop and weird candle lanterns. It's the Juggalos. Technically, it's the Hollywood Killer Pilots because they haven't picked their final play. True, yet. but other than them, it's got to be the Juggalos. It is the Juggalos uh, with 822 <laughs> points. And you know what? I'm rooting for them. I, I don't even know who they're playing in their first game, and I apologize if it's one of my close friends, but I'm rooting for them. Because I am too. I, I wanna, if they win a game with Vitaly Potapenko on the team, <laughs> holy Tom Gugliata, Patapenko. They have like a lot of foreign players. Yeah. I'm interested what their strategy was, if there was one. Absolutely. But I'm going to quickly run through. I'm going to give you a quick rundown, quickly, of the teams. Uh, In re- from bottom to top. From bottom to top. Okay. Just to, so people can get an idea of their overall team. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. The Bible Belt Juggalos. Mm-hmm. The Setagaya Makasi. Wow. The St. Louis Kraken. The Lunar Lobbyists. The Rapongi Shots. The Miriam Mad Scientists. The Kajigaya Jawanamans. The Nixon Nematodes. The LA Boogie Knights, the Setagaya Centurions, the Hachioji Snow Dogs, the Kowloon Street Fighters, the Earlwood Wanderers, the Montrose Mollymorks, the Chiba Lamb Chops, the Essex Jammers, I like those, the Totsuka Daimyo, Los... Los Ignobrables de Quesi. Thank you. The Philadelphia Process, the Cape Town Crusaders, the Rotterdam Poop Faces. And now for your top five. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. At five, the Reddings Mill Agitators. The Agitators made it to the top five? At five. Four, tied with you, the Harajuku Jukes. Way to go, Pat. At number two? Yeah. The Utrecht Unicorns. What? Can you imagine if they got AI in their final week? They'd have skied above everyone. And finally, yeah. I'm as surprised as... Well, you don't know him, Pete, but if you did, you'd be as surprised as me. The Rochester Robots. John Saru, you have the highest rated team at 906. And do you know what did it for him? Uh, who? Uh, Matumbo? Was that his last pick? No, that was week six from... He is the only person. Yeah. Who got the second coming of AI? A shooting guard? He Wait, is, he is a shooting guard. Yes. <laughs> the second coming of AI. AI came up twice. You mean he's the only he's the only guy who got him t- at the end? Exactly because ah. because as the highest rated player in the game, he picked your pack the first time round, which means he got Pippin a ninety four Pippin, ah, and then a ninety seven. In the final week, either people hadn't backed you or. They had, and they already had Iverson on their team. So that's what's made him 906 compared to the Utrecht Unicorns, 905. So those two are the only two in the 900s, and they stand atop of the Cheryl Ford Mountain. Way to go. Now, officially, I want to point out, it does go Rochester Robots, Utrecht Unicorns, Kansas Blockers. I just want to let that know one more time. (laughs) So... And the killer pilots somewhere in the, the Nether realm who can't possibly even field a team because they're too dumb to actually answer us. Okay, Love you, Freak. This is... What's that? Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were going to punch me. What did no, you say? No, no. <laughs> I said, should we look at each matchup? Okay, yes. But congratulations to all the teams. And like Ian said, it doesn't matter what your score is. It matters how they produce in the courts. Okay. So we're going to look at each of the matchups. The first one that came out of the hat, I think, was the Harajuku Jukes and the Knicks and Nematodes. All right. So you tell me what you got on the Jukes. Give me a little team introduction, and I'll counter with my Nematodes thing I wrote. You wrote nothing, did you? You're... I got writing. This okay. is a food order. Go. Okay. You ready? Yep. With a GM nicknamed Swaggy P and with a home court located in the heart of Harajuku's youth fashion district, if there's one thing you can expect from this team, it's a lot of flair. There you go. Are you done? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right, isn't it? What do you want from that me? Good, that was good. Uh, that was pretty cool. The the youth center, huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's why we don't go there. Are you ready the last for time you went to Harajuku? Uh, with you to eat hairy sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Um, a nematode's toxin makes quick work of their prey, and their game plan is similar. Opponents will have a tough time putting away this team of blue-collar players who can grind it out or play up-tempo depending on the situation. With size and speed, it's just a matter of time before they make a lethal strike. I see what you mean now about my... Yeah, so I kind of went around the, the context of the team and... Pete wrote to me today and said, it'd be a good idea if we could have like player intros for each one. I thought, yeah, that's a good idea, but you've clearly done a lot better than I have. Well, I... I but, but I think that was a pretty cool one. The nematodes, yeah. I, the lethal strike, the poison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Are nematodes poisonous? I don't know. They're scorpions, aren't they? Right, some kind no, of... they're like little worms that live inside you. They're oh. tiny, micro- microscopic. <laughs> well, I'm sure if you get one of those in your body, it's poisonous. Yeah, there you go. Um, so this is a great matchup. I'm looking at Shaquille O'Neal versus Patrick Ewing. Something I never really got to see much of when I was a young lad. Mm-hmm. So I think that matchup's going to play out big time, and he better and the nematodes better hope that Bibby doesn't see a lot of that court. So who are you going with? You going with nematodes? No, I'm going with the Jukes. He's the same record as me. Okay, sorry, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree. Even though Shaq is on the nematodes, uh, I think that oh, well, they got Michael Finley as well. I think will be good. But I think yeah, I've got to go with the Jukes just because they got 
AI, they got Reggie Miller, and um, they got Grant Hill. I think that's a really nice dynamic kind of. It's the Jukes. Court, it? Like you said, that flair is going to carry it in the top. Next matchup. The Bible Belt Juggalos versus the Rapongi Shots. The Juggalos. Mysterious. Terrifying and unpredictable. An international collection of players and skill sets leads one to initially shake their head in disbelief when looking at the Juggalos team on paper. To write them off would be your undoing, and any team facing them should be concerned when the Juggalos gather outside their facility. With a fervent fan base that spans the world over, these men are here not only to delight and please us, but to win. Can we tell them to leave being outside my apartment, please? They're here for good. <laughs> One of them's licking a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's nowhere near as good as that, but uh, Rapongi shots. Work hard, play hard. The mantra of the GM filters through the entire team. No days off. They might lose the matchup, but they'll beat you in the drinking contest after. Ooh, I like yours though. Is that right? That's fun. Yours. <laughs> I went weird with mine, and like yours are just quick and to the point. Yeah. Okay. Next, let's look at their team. Next. <laughs> no, I mean, let's look at their matchup. Because I've got something to say. So I just said, I hope the Juggalos win, even though it's a friend of mine. It is a friend of mine, it's Ricky. And as much as Ricky is definitely going to win this, nope. um, I would like to see the Juggalos win. Sorry, Ricky. It's just because their team is so insane. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm looking at it. Yep. You've got Googs, Kukoch, Shrimp, Zadrunas Ilgauskas, Eldon Campbell, Ola Candy, Bryant Reeves, and Vitaly Patapinko. This is a matchup you cannot beat. I like seeing unique team. They've got Eldon Campbell, for Christ's sake. Michael Oliver Candy, Bryant Reeves. These players should not be. Are they even in the Dreamcast game? Do they know. waste time making these people? Uh, they did, because I know, because I went and got their scores. But uh, I think that the Rapongi shots are going to win. As funny as it would be for the Juggalos, too. Juggalos advance. Next up is the Makasi, best logo, versus the, the Mad Scientists. I love it. I got to tell you, I love the way the scientists, when they make their picks, not only their pictures, which are amazing, but no, I love how when they make a selection, it's like we are, we have chosen to study. Yes. <laughs> this <player> this week. <laughs> it, it tickled me the first time I read that. Um, okay, so when the Makassi entered this tournament, they had two goals in mind. Number one, recruit the services of one Dakimbi Matombo, the absolute encapsulation of the word Makassi. Mm. Number two. To prove there's only one team in Setagaya. They don't care about a championship. Their team's not good enough to win a championship. <laughs> However, they are what they want to prove that they are the premier team in the Setagaya Ward of Tokyo. Ooh, it's gonna be exciting. But he is matched up against uh, my friend, the mad scientist, who's never seen a game of basketball, much less picked up one in his entire life. The mad scientists are everything you want in a modern day team. Risks and experiments are the name of the game, and they've acquired one of the more unique teams of the classic. Its success hinges upon the hypothesis that these players can work together and play a creative brand of basketball. Will it work out, or has science gone too far? That's brilliant. I, this is the most effort you've ever put into anything. Yes, this I've is ever... easily. I had a lot of words. I wish I knew. I, I would have. I would have spent more than three minutes on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I did a pretty good job with that one too. That was fantastic. Wow, I'm intrigued now. Well, this is a tough one to analyze. I think the Mikasi have a better team, but I'm looking really hard at that scientist. And you know what really excites me? Kendall Gill and Antoine Jameson. I feel like if these guys can get some court, they can get all these other personalities and they can somehow create this unique science experiment. I'm picking the Mikasi. <laughs> I agree. Do you know why I like the Makasi so much? I was I kind of said there they they don't have a good team. They do have a very good team. The only thing that makes them look bad, they don't have a very good point total, and that's because they've got both Dirk and Steve Nash, three two of the three worst players and in Nick the Van game. Exel. And Nick Van Exel. So that brings their team down. But they also have, they're the only team to have David Robinson, who's mm -hmm. like a ninety three, we'll get to that shortly, but he's a very highly rated centre. They've got Chris Weber, they've got Gary Payton, they've got AI. I think they have a strong unit. They have a very bad bench. Who knows? In a one-game... Single one elimination. Game, single elimination. Anything can happen. I'm going with the Makassi as well. Me too. But I think that the scientists... You know, fair, they chose a good team without really... He, he doesn't know that much about basketball, admittedly. Yeah. But I think it's a really cool team. And for the graph, graphics alone. The graphics alone are some of the best much. things. Amazing. Way to go, the scientists. Okay, it's, next up is the Daimyo and the Lamb Chops. The Totska Daimyo look to set up a new shogunate with them installed as leader. They have the speed <laughs> and the shooting, but will lack size? Wait, but will their lack of size be a disadvantage? Opposing teams better have a great defense or it's death by a thousand cuts. Know this, despite not needing practice, these players know what's at stake. And when backed into a corner, the last thing you want to underestimate is a samurai. Why did you laugh at me during the middle? No, no I just like that. He wanted to, to install a new shogun. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very nicely done. Thanks. Um, 
I didn't write one. <laughs> my, I made bullet points. Uh, okay. Hold on. Let me try and put it together in a sentence. Um, playing with a demonic lamb skull as their logo is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the Chiba lamb chops and their demonic ways. Uh, the who, who are they playing? We just, you just said them. the Tosca Daimyo. The Tosca Daimyo are not going to know what hit them. Mm, I think they're going to know. That's pretty interesting. I, I, there's a new Shogunate here. Let's take a look at the teams. I think that these guys are almost identical in their team makeup. Oh. So I think this is going to be really close. I'm really interested to see how Grant Hill plays with the Lamb Chops and how AI shows up for the uh, the Daimyo. So you're going to go with the Daimyo? I'm going with the Daimyo. I can't call it. It's going to be a bomb burner, but they do have the cover style on the Daimyo, so they might just clinch it. I've got to agree with you. Game-winning shot. Yep. Next up is the Rochester Robots versus the Reddings Mill Agitators. Go ahead. Two words come to mind with the robots. Actually, one if it's hyphenated. Old school. <laughs> Not the type of robots with your modern AI and algorithms. These are the nuts and bolts kind of war of the worlds, take over the world kind of robots. Slow, methodical, and in need of occasional maintenance. Very much <laughs> like one of their stars, Detlef Schrempf. Oh boy, they got Detlef. They do. He didn't help me much. He's a robot, isn't he? The agitators did everything they could to live up to their name. Late picks, insulting the host, and never shy to talk a little smack. It's time to see if that bravado will be backed up on the court. It's an incredibly versatile team that, if not guarded, carefully can quickly adapt and overcome to any situation. And without question, their plan is to sow discord and cause frustration to their adversaries. Quick look at the teams. Who you got? I actually do have the agitators here. Uh, the reason I chose them is they essentially chose the exact same team as I did. They backed me for nine of the ten weeks, which prevented them from getting AI. But mm. they've got a better all-around team, I think, just in general. Now the robots, may I remind you, are the highest-rated team so far. Yeah, that's true. They're the number one, right? They've, they've, both teams have got Shaq. Both teams have got Reggie Miller. Both teams have got McDyess. The oh, the robots have Pip too. The robots do and have Penny. Alan Iverson and Grant Hill. I think the robots could win it all. I mean, ah. that's obvious to say because I just said they're the highest rated team, but they're a really nicely balanced team. They actually are. They're much better than they the got, agitators. They got GP. These are two very good teams. They are. They're this is there. and the, the Kobe too. So yeah, I think the Reggie Mill agitators are going to hope. Well, he has John Starks, so I think it's all going to come down to two things: John Starks and Karl Malone. We don't see Karl Malone mentioned very often. If this can mm. be old school Karl Malone, and if if Starks can just not see the court. The agitators have a chance. Okay, sorry, Jeff. I've got to go with the robots on this one. Me too. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. I didn't know that, you know. But, you know, two two heavyweights matching up in round one. That's too bad. Okay, next up, we have got the Setagaya Centurions and the Montrose Mollymorks. All right. Did I write anything for Otis? This is the question. I got bored. I'm going to be honest with you, writing these. I didn't. <laughs> it felt like homework. I had fun. Um, again, I made notes. A GM being a former standout basketball player himself. I think his high school team won like the national championship in Japan. And we still occasionally, when we have games now, people recognize him. So he was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So a GM being a former standout player himself. And I put next bullet point, big smooth game. <laughs> and then next bullet point, uh, McCarthy. So. Okay, there you go. They're the other Setagaya team. It's a shame that the two team, the battle of Setagaya, couldn't have taken place in the first round because mm. I'd have loved to have seen it. And I hope it does happen at some point. You never know. The Molly Mocks have a simple approach score. Much like the actual avian, you'll find most of the squad in the air and diving to the basket with reckless abandon. With an intimidating backcourt, it's the bigs inside that provide size and experience to clean up misses and kick back out to the aerial assault. The Molly Mocks have a chance to score buckets. Oh, buckets like at the seaside. There you go. Was that a double on top? Yep. Is that what you meant? That's what I got. Um, Alright, who you got? You, you often I, ask me to go first. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Centurions on this one, purely because they got Shaq and they got Rick Smith, and I think that's that's. I think Rick Smith is going to be good in this. So I think when Shaq comes out, he's not going to take that much time out. But they don't. They still got a big presence in there. I like that. They got KG. They got Jason Kidd. I don't know. I I think the Molly Mulks are decent, but at the same time, not quite as deep as the Centurions, especially with Mike Bibby. It's going to be tough. I mean, you're looking at the starting five. They've got Kidd, Iverson, Shaq, and Chris Webber. Yeah, Chris Webber. But I'm going with the Molly Mulks on this hope. I don't think they can win the championship. But I think they can get hot. 
These guys have a lot of threats, and if they can get hot just for one game, I think they can outscore them in a barn burner. So I'm going to pick the Molly Mox, and it's going to be close. Okay, I'm going with the Centurions. With the lure of free Chinese food, it's no wonder that Shaq was quick to join the ranks of the Kowloon Street Fighters. That's all I got. That's it? <laughs> yeah, I, I told you I got bored. Okay, well, Darren's no stranger to this show. He was one of the original season one watchers. He tuned in. to. Uh, we listened to all the season one, and he tuned in, thank you very much, Darren, to the Twitch playoff. And he's been he's been a fun gent. He's been bugging me for insight. Who? Come on, tell me who's packed to pick. No. He oh, really? got the mystery player right. Yes. He, he used everything in his advantage to try and win. And I like that in a guy. So if you're, give me an A or give me an F. That's what I always say. Either don't be involved at all and bring us down or give me everything you got. And Darren is the epitome of a big fat F. <laughs> so how about this, the Crusaders? I can't even read my notes, but I'm just going to tell you about Luke. Okay. Luke is a fine gentleman. We're lucky to have him as part of the show. A uh, Formula England basketball player. My high school and university center, we've spoken about him before. Friends, I believe, with Michael Deng. Uh, Luau Deng <laughs> used to be called Michael when he's in okay, England. That's like, okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, anyway, when I think of Luke's team, I think well drilled. I think everyone knows their position. I don't think there's going to be any lollygagging. It's not going to be like the blockers. blockers. Yeah, I knew just, it. Just, just, it's not going to be like not Tim walk Hardaway. It up the court. Yeah. Exactly. Tim Hardaway might show up for training. No, these guys are there. They're at seven a.m. They're working for their GM. They got someone they trust. They got someone they believe in. And I'm going to stop talking now and then let's okay, look yeah, at the Okay, yeah, great one. Let me just tell you, because you're worried about the time. And you talked more about Mr. Atchison than you Atkinson. did. Atkinson. All right, well. I don't think Atchison's a surname, but carry on. Uh, <laughs> Give me that Shaq-Kobe combo. Oh, you love a, to see it. I love to see it. And we also got the Corliss Williamson. He made a compelling argument for it when he was juggling all those balls. No, I looked at the stats after shit. I know, but I still think Corliss Williamson will make or break this matchup. I'm going with the Kowloon Street Fighters. Oh, it's a tough one. What? It's a tough one. You know what? Street Fighters have got Shaq. Yep. As you just mentioned with Kobe. The Crusaders got AI and they got Rick Smith. So and I think Kevin Ooh. Garnett. Oh, it's going to be tough, but I am and going to Jason go with. Kidd. I was personally offended by the addition of John Starks to the team. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with. I think it's going to be the Cape Town Crusaders. Okay. No well, favoritism at all. It's just that's the way I think the Dreamcast is going to, is going to do it. Okay, sounds like a little bit of favoritism, but that's to say. I took you to Street Fighters. Remember that. Next time you decline to go out to dinner with us. <laughs> okay, next up, I get to talk again. When I told you this afternoon that I can't really be bothered to do these intros, you said, okay, well, tell me who you can't be bothered to do them for. Oh, night. I did this one. I did the Snow Dogs. So could, yeah. you, could you do one for the Snow Dogs? Yeah, I got one for both. Sure, here you go. What do you think of Barry? Barry's a good man. He's, uh, he's a good you know what I like about him? What? When he walks into a room, everyone's frown turns upside down. He has this energy that radiates. Yeah. He's quick with a joke or yeah. light up your smoke. And uh, one of the other things that I really liked about him is um, he just he's never going to steal your girl. Could you pick him from a lineup? Yep. Okay. I'll test you. Right? <laughs> of two people. I got 50-50 chance. All right. You, ready? you want to know what I wrote about him? Yeah. The Snow Dogs are no stranger to overcoming the odds. To join this team, players had to meet the strict requirement of both durability and discipline. They're opting for a balanced approach with offensive and defensive weapons, but to make it this far in the tournament, they're going to have to show that their bite is worse than their bark. To make it this far? Round one? I did it on the walk-in. Wow. Okay, and the next one okay. is um, Les Ignobrables de KC. Okay. Spanish for the Ungovernables, a mysterious team who mostly keeps to themselves and whose GM was the winner of season one's best vintage jersey. Their actions speak louder than words, and with a formidable team, it's likely he'll catch some people by surprise. One must wonder if their hands-off approach will pay dividends, but there is no question regarding their talent. Very nicely done again. I think that, you know, he's a good, he's a great fan of the show. He's been listening forever. But yeah. he often gives about three words per Discord things. <laughs> well, a lot of Patrick people Ewing is ungovernable. No, as long as he's taking part. And I, I, that actually made me laugh a lot when, I, when, I, when, when he said that. Because Patrick Ewing is absolutely ungovernable. No, <laughs> well, he'll man, be happy to hear that. That man governs himself. Okay. <laughs> Los Ignobrables de KC made two critical mistakes. They backed me for nine straight weeks instead of trying to break that streak. You know what? I'm looking at it right now. I'm going with Ignobrables. They cannot be governed. These are ungovernable people, and this team is going to take it. Alan Houston's going to play a big part of that. For who? He plays for both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he plays for those Ignobrables. Well, he definitely plays for the Hatcher Snow Dogs. So I was just looking That's at right, him. He's so. going to leave it. It's going to be a big part because Alan oh, Houston's okay. going to choke. 
I, I, I'm looking at the Hatchage Snow Dogs and I'm, I'm a bit nervous, like I am with your team. There's no real bigs behind Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq comes out of there. It's all, it's all lovely while Shaq's playing. He comes out of there. He got backing him up. So, sorry, Barry. Uh, I, I, I got to go with the. I can't say their name, but I'm the, go the ungovernables. The ungovernables. All right, that's two behind Day KC. Next up. The Kraken's mission was simple: acquire as many criminals as possible. Each week, ownership went to taxing efforts to research who had committed the most heinous acts. Surprisingly, the team isn't that bad, and perhaps that violent edge will help them against it in a long, grueling tournament. The players have been informed that it's win or go home in body bags. <laughs> <laughs> The Wanderers are a delightful sort, the only organic team in the field. They have a special place in the host's heart. Despite being an unknown, they look to announce themselves as major contenders for the SFC. The team, as currently constructed, will rely heavily on their starters, as their bench has some question marks. But if you're looking for an unmatched starting five, then you've wandered into the right place. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. Can we record this show and just you do all of them? <laughs> I think that was a good one, though. That was a very good one. Uh, okay, who you got? Um, without even looking at it, uh, look, this 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 is actually my hardest one to choose. Our love for Leon is not, we're not shy about that. We love the guy. He's <laughs> our favorite player, and he, he also won the mystery player, which I don't think Adam... Not only even, did he get the mystery player, he got it on like the Monday of when I yeah. said announce him. And not only did he just say the name, he gave me examples. He sent me a link to the music video that Calvert Chain was in, which I couldn't find from searching it. So yes, thank you, Leon. Your research was impeccable. Here's the problem I have, though, is that if there was any team who had more fun actually creating it than the Krakens, I don't know who that is. Every week they had a fun little story. The ownership always had their reasonings for choosing and researching I did look crimes. forward. I did look forward to the, the justification of picking, for example... The deceased Anthony Mason yes. because of the crimes he committed, which gave them some hope that his his corpse might be able to do something on the court, something dastardly. So I think for me, I, I'm going. What with a the... team of absolute reprobates! Look at that, Latrell Sprewell, Carl oh. Malone. Well, we like Dikembe, Paul Pierce, absolute scumbags, all of them. We love it. Dikembe was the one bright spot. Remember, he was the one time where his team showed a bright spot. We said. My father took me to a Denver Nuggets game. That's right. And Mutombo is my favorite player. He's Mutombo. the only non-criminal. Do you think he's like absolutely detested by his teammates? He's, no, he's like I the... think they're going to battle for him. It's welcome to the house of Mutombo. Okay. He's just their, he's their field general. That's why I'm going with a pick'em. This line is a pick'em if you're out of betters. It is, there's no spread. It's a complete, because I think the violence cannot be overlooked. So you're going with the Kraken? No, I'm going with the pick'em. I don't know who's going to win this one. Pick them. I don't know what that, that means. means it's a 50-50. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Wanderers. I've got one reason why. Why is that? Because they've got a player who the Kraken wanted to have more than anyone. They were trying. They wanted this guy so badly, but he chose the Wanderers. Rashid Wallace. And when you concede a player to another team, it's basically, you, you, I don't know, you're giving something up then. So I'm going to go with the Wanderers because they got Rashid Wallace. The maybe the baddest of the bad boys in the in the whole league who knows yeah, that's pretty well I oh, think yeah. uh, but I think it was interesting that his justification for choosing Nick Van Exel was he researched his son's crimes and was like that's good enough so I don't know it's a tough one like next top. up we're almost done this is a long episode do you want to give me something off the top of your head for the Boogie Nights sure okay dancing their way into the field it's actually a court they don't have a <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where they're coming from? These guys will dance in the fields, the courts, the any place that you put them. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to boogie all over the Juana Mans. This team is vastly underrated. I looked at their stat sheet. These guys will be dancing all over your grave if you underestimate them for even one minute in this matchup. They've got scoring, they've got defense, and they've got the coach to prove them right. <laughs> I was about to say that's way better than what I had written down until you f***ed up the ending but still better than what I had written down sorry I didn't know how to uh, it's hard when you told me to do it on the top no, of my head touche that was brilliant <clears throat> off Give the dome me. off the dome okay with a GM who's keen to introduce a little Latin flair when it comes to winning it's not a case of do you want a man it's a case of do you got a man <laughs> hold on not done after spotting Dickie Simpkins at the club's practice facility, reporters were quick to praise the club's outstanding inclusivity attitude as well as their work in the community. I'm not saying Dickie Simpkins is disabled. However, his overall rating would suggest he might be. <laughs> He's a 67. He's the worst player in the game. He's missing a leg or something. Who took him? The Juana Man? Yeah. Why? Do you remember Alex, to be fair to Alex, well played because he said, if Dickie Simpkins comes up again, I'm picking him. And he came up again and he picked him. 
I don't know why. What there, was the justification for such a? There was a claim? reason. Um, so we, I, I think it would take us too long. It's to lost find the time. Yeah. But so. So, but fair play to Alex for sticking by his word and picking the worst player in, in, in the game by some distance. Uh, okay, so who you got? Ah, uh, I'm going with Juana Mans. I like this little cocktail of Garnett and Morning with Malone, mm. Payton. That, this is a good team, man. This is I think this is a great starting five. You've got Gary Payton, Kevin Garnett, Allen Iverson. Alonzo Mourning, Carl Malone. It's a great, great. Or Chris Webber. Chris Webber, yeah, he, yeah. It's a fun team. How and the, Bo- the Boogie Knights. The Boogie Knights are very nice in the backcourt. They got Jason Kidd. They got Allen Iverson. They've got Dirk Nowitzki. Lets them down a lot. I've got to tell you. Uh, and Paul Pierce too. Too young. Paul Pierce. But they've also got Allen Houston, who'll be a good shooter off the bench. They got Chris Webber. They got a lot of players. That I've got. I guess Carl. Hey, it's a top-heavy team. So I mean, you got to figure out if that. I think it's. I'm going with the Kajigaya Juana Mans. Juana Mans. Um, you know what? This one for me is too close to call. So just to counteract you, I'm going to go with the uh, Boogie Knights. Sounds good. We're nearly done. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the Lunar Lobbyist versus the Philadelphia Process. Did I write anything? Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you have to apologize to your friends. I yeah. came well prepared for once in my life. The Philadelphia Process's GM had one message to the fans. Trust the process. Apparently some other team in Philadelphia also have a similar <laughs> message. It's one they've all heard before and all too familiar with. However, since he backed my packs most weeks, maybe they can actually believe it this Ooh, time. Ooh, that's a pretty good reason. Luna Lobbyist, do you want to say something about space? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Julia. Sure. This was this sure. was my uh, ineptitude coming through here and I got bored with this challenge. I'm sorry, it's me. Hailing from a faraway planet, these guys bring more than players. They're going to change the game with their schematics and zone defense. Using an over... This is one of the biggest teams in the the entire tournament. I hope so. I haven't even looked at their team yet. This is one of the biggest teams, so they're going to pound the ball inside early and often. The only thing that's going to keep them from winning this entire Cheryl Ford Classic is injury concern. Can these guys stay healthy? And I think with space age equipment that they're bringing from the moon, these guys will be on a whole nother world by the end of this tourney. Lovely. Nicely done. Was uh, any of that accurate? Do they have any big men? They got, they got Patrick Ewing. That's it? Uh, they got, and, and they got Zoe. They got Zoe. Who are you going with, Pete? Lunar Lobbyists or the process? I'm going with the process because I kind of like their whole gimmick. Just I like the sweater that you got. I like the process. I like Philadelphia. I like the Liberty Bell. I like the logo. That's what's keep. Oh wait, the lobbyists have a great logo too. They do have a great I'm logo. I'm still gonna stick with the. I'm sticking with the process. These are two. Again, this one could go either way. I like Reggie Miller. I like Reggie Miller on the process. I think he's gonna. You need a knockdown shooter in this in this game. Alan Houston is on the Lunar Lobbyists, and he could really close one to call. But I am going. Wait, do the do the process have Iverson? No, they don't have Iverson. They have Kobe. Hurry okay. up, it's just, you don't, you're not going to lose friends. Okay, Process. there you go. You're not going to lose any friends here. We're not going to get any of these guesses right. No one's even listening to our our decisions. Okay. So the big matchup, the one that, you know, we all wanted to see, and it came to fruition. And we, we, we're going to say it again. It was completely random. Like it we, was. we would admit to it if it was if it was rigged as much as we'd want to rig it, feel a bit guilty. But how cool was it that that came out? And, you know, I'm not even going to introduce it to These are the two most well-known teams there it's the battle for the netherlands these guys talked a lot of smack they've been going at each other's throats for weeks honestly martin and sven can we be honest can we just be they're wonderful very, people no but how cool is it? i love how involved they've both been thank Absolutely. you so much they're both like i told you before very knowledgeable about basketball assembled two very good teams like the utrecht unicorns and nine in the 900s and sven's not far behind so it's going to be a very close matchup, I think. And how cool is it that they both got Rick Smits on their team? Martin picked him up right at the end there as an afterthought almost to Shaquille O'Neal. Sven had him from the beginning. He was the cornerstone of his team. How did the Dutch people think about that? I don't know. Who would you only... support if you were a Dutch person? I'm going 10,000% behind the Utrecht Unicorns. <laughs> I've hated the poop faces since day one. <laughs> their logo, their team name, and their attitude towards the blockers. I remember you didn't like the way Sven talks. Do you remember? No. You, 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 did, you did a very good like lifelike impression of him. I did? Don't you remember? What's up? All right, so I've got like Rick Smits, and I'm going against like the Utrecht Unicorns. Unreal. Too bad I'm going to lose by like 30 points. I know his team was drafted better. <laughs> I know I'm a big asshole to Peter, who's a great and gracious host. Uh, you know what? Just because I lost, I think the real winner is everyone else for enjoying such an awesome season of magic on the blacktop. 
Cheers, Sven. We'll have more go. calling guests next week. Uh, all right. My, so. my, I'm choosing without even looking. Utrecht Unicorns. Boom. You know what? Oh, I've, got, I've got to play devil's advocate. I think basketball is the winner here, Pete. But I'm going to go with the poop faces, even though the Utrecht Unicorns on paper are the higher rated team. Okay. Well, that's, that's a really interesting matchup. The final thing. The Killer Pilots are a perplexing team to understand, our last entrance into the Classic, and the winner of the coveted bye week. I have to often personally message them asking who they picked or whose pack they've backed, so there's a serious question if they can rise to the equation or if their head is always up in the clouds. Oh, because they're pilots. I yeah, they're flying. Hey guys, Ian here with a little post-recording uh, edit. At this point of the show, we spoke at length about how the tournament was going to play out and things like that. And then a few days later, we realized that due to being shit at maths, um, it wouldn't actually work. So what we're going to do for the Cheryl Fall tournament, round one is going to be 25 teams with one buy, which will be the Hollywood Killer Pilots. So that would be 12 matches. Round two, we're going to have five matches with three teams getting a buy. We'll decide that on the three teams in round one, which won by the biggest margin. Then round three, we're left with eight teams. So there'll be four matchups. So it'll be the quarterfinals. Then we'll have the semifinals and then the actual final, which means there'll be 24 total games. Also, after saying I'd do it about three times in the show, I forgot to actually say the notable players that weren't picked. So uh, here are a few of them. Lamar Odom, who's an 83. John Stockton, who's an 84. Charles Barkley, who's an 85. Steve Francis, also 85. Keith Van Horn's an 88. Uh, Sabonis is an 89. Eddie Jones is also an 89. Sean Kemp is an 89. Stefan Marbury, who wasn't picked because he came up twice in the same pack, was a 90. And also, the best player not in the Sheriff Hall Classic is Tim Duncan, uh, who has a rating of 96. Uh, hopefully that clears things up. If you haven't yet, please send your starting fives to Pete on Discord. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the Dreamcast. Cheers. Can you believe last week I said this is going to be a truncated show this week? <laughs> It's like a four-hour show, I think. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to edit. It uh, was interesting. I'm going to edit this down to 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, boy. You trekked unicorns, and it's just going to have the list of the winners just back to back to back. Exactly. But, oh, what fun we've had. Thank you, everyone, for playing along. Thank you for picking your teams. And it's going to be a lot of fun watching them play out on the Dreamcast. I, I can't really wait to see it. I really wonder who's going to win. Yep. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, good luck to everybody in the Cheryl Ford Classic. May you – I hope that all the games are interesting and competitive. And I hope – I hope – the juggalos win it all and just a final thing like i say guys pay attention to the discord to see when the matchups will be taking place which ones are going to be on twitch which ones are we just going to record and put out there and like i say if you do want yours on twitch and we haven't scheduled it to be on there get in touch let us know or for a lot of you maybe watching it live isn't that much for drawing you just want to watch the video back in your own time later on so let us know thanks a lot pete sure it's been a long episode i feel like i can go another two hours i feel pretty good all right bye bye all right see you